Welcome to Victory Points. I am Becca Scott, and this is a podcast about board games. You may have seen me on the internet, but mostly as host of Geek and Sundry's Game the Game, where we play through new board games each week. But that's not important now. What's important now is my guest, Mr. James Katica. James, he's a funny man, comedian. He does improv. He's a role player in the D's of D. (laughs) He's originally from the Seattle area, and since moving to L.A., has become one of my favorite people to game with. Aww, I told him he couldn't talk in this part. Uh, James has a background in social media marketing and is the game curator for LA's newest, hottest board gaming bar, The Dragon and Meeple. You can also check him out on our full playthrough of all 13 chapters of Betrayal Legacy on Geek and Sundry's YouTube channel. Hello, James. Hello! (laughs) Did you like your intro? I loved it. Who doesn't love to hear somebody just list on and on the things that you do and uh, and uh, it's very sweet I uh, am not comfortable with all of that but thank you what about uh, it's all factual you're right you're right there's a difference though between the the facts and what we see as as truth I think though and it's like it's like yeah I did those stuff but I don't like you don't have to like Tell me I did that stuff. and Ooh, I, uh, yeah. the interpretation of facts versus truth has yeah, so much I to just... do with today's topic, <laughs> which I shall let you know about now. Today we're going to discuss competitiveness in friendly play. So, uh, you know, it's totally natural to bring your war face to, say, a tournament setting. Mm-hmm. But where is the line with competitiveness in a friendly home game. And that's what we're gonna dive into. We're gonna talk about the boundaries and you can tell me the times when I've been too much. And vice versa, even though you never are. You're a very friendly game player. Right, right, right. So I brought you here to give me advice on how to keep my competitiveness in check. Yeah, all right. So uh, why don't we go ahead and open up the lines and we can just (laughs) have some uh, callers just ring in and just let's just start giving Becca some advice on how she can um, better approach gaming in a way that is, um, you know, no, I'm just kidding. Oh, hi, James. Hi, oh, yes. My name is... Worcester? Yes, Worcester. Worcester from uh, Culver City. That's me. Hi. I was wondering, uh, does Becca start to sweat and turn red when she really wants to win? No, Worcester. Everything happens um, below the belt, actually. So <laughs> she becomes a little bit flatulent. and she'll... No, this is what, oh, one Go thing I do. further, please. Worcester. Worcester, please. Okay, click. All right, Worcester was getting a little too comfortable. Uh, I do have to say that, so being on Game the Game, I wasn't sure, because every time I'm on the Game the Game, I'm sitting right next to you. I put you there. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm sitting right next to you, and I'm always like, I'm like, it's her show, you know, like, don't take up too much, you know what I mean? Like, like just, just be in my space. But every once in a while, like, you'll elbow me, and I don't know if it's just you, you know what I mean? Like, you gesturing to the board, or it's just like, oh, am I doing too good? Did I, did I do, did I? So that's how, and that's the, and that's the perfect example, because, like, because, like, competitive me would be like, you know, yeah, all right, let's do this. But, like, non-competitive me is just like, oh, what have I, what have I, I internalize that. And I'm just like, oh, do I need to, am I hogging too much camera? Do I need to, you know what I mean? It's James, not- don't be afraid to take up space, okay? <laughs> I, you, I as a, a tall, strong male, you've been marginalized. 
You know, so don't I, let people put you in that box where you need to be less than. Yeah, I guess as far as boxes go, tall, tall strong male is an okay <laughs> box to be marginalized in. Um, With great hair. <laughs> James Again, always I, has perfect hair and it never changes. It's, it's not. I don't know if it's great hair. It's the hair that I have that has not changed apparently for decades because my college friends will not let me like. They're like they're just every time we hang out, hanging out with Jake and Katie, it's just like you just look just the same. You look exactly the same. <laughs> well, and thank goodness for your college friends because that is why we get to game together. But let's yes. dive into yes. your feeling uh, of is this is this a thing that you yeah. feel in games all the time or it's specifically because you're in a a filmed setting of playing a game and worried of overstepping bounds which some people have done but you have never done yeah some people do oh gosh no i, I think i think that it, it is the filmed setting does lend itself to a more formal you know what i mean kind of uh, play um, i definitely i want uh, ultimately game the game it's about the game we want people to see how it's played um, show the rules and that's why i enjoy being a guest with again and i've told you this like you as a host are so good at not only being entertaining and funny God. like yeah but also you're very good about like keeping track of the rules and like oh we can't do this or oh we need to do this or asking a really good question that comes up um, keeping the ball bouncing in that way i'm like like that's a lot to juggle and oh. so i'm just goofball uh, improviser James, who also loves to play games. God, I should get a shirt. So, <laughs> but like, but I'm, uh, but ultimately, we are there in service of showing off this wonderful new game. It, but so, to think of it that way takes the pressure off of you, you know? Absolutely. And now, because it's edited, when I make mistakes, it's cut out. Yeah, and that's I know. the beauty of it. Isn't it great? Yeah. You can be flawless. Well, that is such a nice compliment. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but for me, yeah, it. I did have to reorient myself to the way that I play games because oh. by nature, I am a play or die, win or die kind of person. Yeah. And I had yeah. to, through the process of the show, tone that down because it gets mean, you know? Yeah. And, and you are someone that I wanted to talk about this topic with sure. you because I think you are able to compartmentalize very well gameplay and keeping the fun in it. Yeah. All right. Um, we're jumping ahead because there's something <laughs> I like to do at the beginning of a show with a guest, mm. which is ask them about them, about what kind of games they like. And most importantly, my number one question I always ask is, what did you play as a kid? Okay. So uh, as a kid, we grew up with we, me and my mom and my dad. I'm an only child. So... Uh, we had a, uh, a stack of board games in the living room and they were like the boxes, they were all from the seventies. So it was the like Milton Bradley's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a risk, uh, a, a dusty old box of Yahtzee, which they still have. We played it in January. Uh, just a, like a few months ago, we played it, that old, old box of Yahtzee. Um, we had Monopoly and I think that might be it. I, I think that might be it. They had like a deck of um, that old card game Pit. Pit? I don't know it. Tell Pit, me more. Pit was a stock trading game. It was meant to be played with like a large group and you all are trying to like corner the market on corn or um, 
commodities. Yeah, certain commodities. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you're trading really quickly. And if somebody plays like a, a a bear or a bull, it has certain effects on the game, and you're just trying to stack up. A some bear in- or a bull? Yeah, those are stock uh, terms. Like a, a a bear market is like one that's really like it's like going down very quickly, and bull is like it's charging up or something. I okay. could be completely wrong. Everything here. I know about the stock market, I yeah. learned from Trading Places. Oh, the Eddie Murphy film. From the 90s. <laughs> I thought I thought you were going to say what was that Adam McKay, uh, the the oh, Big Short. Yeah, the Big Short is a great film. Yeah, it, it taught me a lot about the 2008 housing crisis. Yeah, nothing about stocks or <laughs> the financial collapse. Trading yeah, no. places. Yeah, that's the. <laughs> Which shout out to Adam McKay. Vice was one of the most underrated films of 2018, in my opinion. It was a great film. Really? Oh, and you yeah. think? Yeah. Educational. Educational. Yeah. May I just say, fuck Dick Cheney. Yeah. I didn't know. I was kind of young during that era. Yeah. But normally we get to the politics later <laughs> in the podcast. I'm so sorry. I went there. I no did joking. that. I'm you very tangential. It. You brought it in. You brought it into this wonderful, we were talking about my home, and you brought it into my childhood. The pit. So, the pit. Bears and bulls. Yeah. Um, oh, my. But we never played that. In fact. Uh, Wait, what? Why'd you bring it up? <laughs> so, it was an old, dusty, I'm saying, so, like, so that we had all these box board games from the 70s, and we just, like, never played. My family was a very, we grew up in, like, a very kind of, like, rural area, and there's always, like, chores to do. So, like. And you grew up in Seattle, yeah? Um, it, it's a town outside of, it's called Bothell. It's so it's like Bothell is like a good like twenty minute drive outside of there. So I grew up like across the street from like a cow pasture, and we had two and a half acres, and we had a creek in the backyard. But did you have any cows? No, we didn't have any. You cows. just the saw cow- the cows. Yeah, yeah, they and were across. You smelled the pasture. them in the summertime when your windows are open. <laughs> sometimes you would get a waft and you of were- cow. <laughs> And you were a creek boy. And I was okay. I didn't identify as that, but I definitely spent a lot of time. You know, like playing in the creek or the trail down to the creek when it would snow. You go sledding and stuff like that. We had a large vegetable garden, stuff like that. All of this to say that there was always something to be do and engaged in. Um, so How we idyllic. Di- yeah, we didn't play a lot of board games, though. But they were there. So at some point, my parents were playing board games. I would have to really wrangle them to play uh, a game. So I, I was going to share like one of my favorite, favorite board gaming memories of when I was like a little child was... It was, uh, I think it was like Thanksgiving, and I was like eight or nine, and we had my mom's family over, and we were all there, and there was a big storm, and we lost power. (gasps) So like losing power, you all have to gather in the living room with the fireplace, Mm -hmm. candles all around, and we all sat and we played, I definitely remember we played Yahtzee. We might have played other games, but we definitely played Yahtzee. And so we're all sitting there in like the half dark, and I just thought like, all of this family gathered around, like like there were aunts and uncles still talking and stuff like that, but like all the cousins and like a few of the aunts and uncles, we were all playing Yahtzee together. And I was like, this is like, that was one of my best, like not only like gaming memories, but also like family memories of like Aww. being a kid growing up and, and, and playing that. And it was chills. just, like, yeah, it, it's, you should get chills and, and warm feelings all in your heart. Cause it was such a sweet, like fireplace, big carpeted living room. Oh my gosh, our living room was, we had orange carpet. It was again. Oh, it was, how wonderfully horrible! Yeah, I right. Love but it's that. super. Yeah, so we're all curled up, comfy there, and yeah, we're just like rolling dice and playing it. That same set that we played, just yeah. A very mm-hmm. visceral visual imagery you've created for all of us. I want to. Anytime have you I'm... seen my childhood? <laughs> oh wait, no, we're not. We're that not. sounds beautiful. Yeah. Now, 
when did the switch happen where you realized that you were a big nerd? Because you you used to play outside, and now you've chosen to spend long Saturdays playing Twilight Imperium inside. So I think that I I think that I just I I always liked games because of what they allow us to like be as part of an activity but still communicate like when you're um like when you're planting in the garden it's not easy to be like bent over hunched over like weeding pulling weeds and like hey blah 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 you know how's that you know you're sweaty you're gross and everything like that but when you are playing a board game it's like oh we're all here and we're not all you know what i mean like again if you're like chopping wood you can't be like so it was really cool that you know you made delicious pizza. Yeah, how was it? What do you like on pizza? You know what I mean. You can't. Your foot. You're yeah, doing that, that classic time. gardening pizza talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I get All it. That, that you're, yeah, I, I was missing out on it. But no, I it, it I think it just like I just realized that games were something where it was like, hey everybody do we're all gonna do this right? And I think it also is like being an only child. And, and being in like a large space, I was so used to like being alone and being distant from people, having a game to like, hey, we're all going to be here for the next like hour, you know? Yes. Yeah. Social interaction. Oh, like, like growing up. So like when we first got our Nintendo, I was like, uh, I was like, I really want multiplayer games because I don't want when my friends come over, I don't want them to like watch me or like me watch them. Yeah. Like I want stuff that we can play together. Do you have um, two player duck hunt? Two, yeah, two player, two of the guns. Yeah. yeah two player duck hunt. But oh, like- you had two guns? <laughs> we had one gun and one controller. No, we definitely had one gun, yeah. but I was just picturing two guns would be the best two oh player. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. We just had the, I guess well, it like, wasn't a thing. Yeah, Super Mario Bros. 3, um, two, you, know, t- you know, playing together, um, trying to beat the game together. Um, I remember when the next systems came out, you know, Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo, my, my good friend Mike Zoller was like, hey, I'm going to get a Super Nintendo. And I was like, well, for Christmas, I could, you know, I could ask my parents for a Super Nintendo, but then we'd both have Super Nintendos. Whereas if I asked for a Sega Genesis, then maybe we could play Mortal Kombat because oh Mortal God. Kombat wasn't on the Super Nintendo. And then so like I was literally trying to get games so that we could get the most games for all of us to enjoy. But then you cement um, your and Mike's. Yes. You're in Mike's friendship, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. he he relies on you for your Sega Genesis. Yeah. And you rely on him for his Super Nintendo. Yeah. It bonds you. And he can never leave me. <laughs> and then we'll be friends forever. That's it's like how you Michael make Scott. Forever. Yeah. It it totally yeah. is a thing. But yeah. Um and then tell me about the Dragon and Meeple, where sure, you are sure. a very recent uh, game curator because oh, they yeah. just have opened. They're soft oh, yeah. opening. Oh, yeah. Uh, brand spanking new. Um, the vision uh, from uh, Chris Buskirk, the, one of the owners here, was just to create this gaming space that is just like an amazing, um, not necessarily, but like it, it is a bar restaurant, but almost like a country club for like gamers. Like now, when a, you said that, yeah, the first time, yes. I cringed. You country cringed. club equals gross to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like who likes a country club? But all that means is that we want to provide a a quality experience. Then, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. A, a a place that you can go to that's not necessarily. Um, you know, like a lot of uh, a lot of like mom and pop game shops that are um, not necessarily like local neighborhood game shops, but like the ones that are just like, oh, here are a bunch of like 
kids games and whoopee cushions and kazoos and then also we'll have like kazoo section yeah 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 you okay. know because you you know you've got the kazoos that are you know alto and then baritone kazoos of that course. are like Brrr. yeah to yeah. complement each other you need harmony oh my gosh i can't tell you how many unharmonious kazoo performances i've been to <laughs> that i just walk right out of why did you go in the first place oh usually a tinder date or something. <laughs> I'm like, okay hey my cousin's playing you're in the kazoo subsection of tinder I don't know how Tinder works. <laughs> is it like forums? <laughs> is it like forums? Is Tinder like forums? I'm going to list myself forum? in the kazoo section. And uh, I just, yeah, I found that I was getting a lot of dates in the in the kazoo section, and I just like stayed there. I don't even kazoo like, you know. Kazoo fan seeking kazoo fan. Yeah. Um, but only I'm more of a slide or? whistle guy. Oh. Yeah. I got one at home. Do you? <laughs> For dating, you know. <laughs> Yes. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about uh, why I like games when that started happening. So, like, so like. Oh no, no we were talking about we're Dragon talking and Meeple. Yeah, the Dragon right. and Meeple. Right. So, so the idea was to provide this like great environment where people can come and have you know adult beverages and you know like the food is amazing and just have this experience and play from. We have over like 400 board games to choose from. Whose so it, collection does that come from? How does a board game bar or cafe get their original collection? Yeah, and, and a lot of it is like, like some of it is from distributors that we reached out to, but a lot of it is just pooled from like all of these friends from all over. So we really have like, I kind of I kind of want to keep a list of like, you know how there's like museum wings, like, you know, on loan from, you know, <laughs> Cynthia Massey, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, because, you know, everybody is just chipped in to create this like huge, wonderful collection of games. Um, that is just like like when we were cataloging it and it was just like, oh, I can't wait for us to play this or I can't wait to play this or like this reminds me of this element and stuff like that. And some of them are games that you've heard of and are, you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, I I've been hearing about this for years. And then some of them are just like, I've. I didn't know that they made a game like this, you know, and you're and you're just like can't wait to see how this one mechanic plays out. So like of course they've got to have the Lords of Waterdeep. Mhm. Lords of Waterdeep, like Settlers of Catan, um what like uh you What's know, a weird kind of, one that you've never heard of? Um we have one uh it's like it it's called Suburbia? I love that game. Yeah? Yeah. I had never heard of it. Oh, man. And I was like, what a sublime name for a, a board game. It really is. It's it's a sort of tile collection. You're building your, your own Suburbia. Everybody's one of those multiplayer solitaire kind of games. Okay. Okay. <laughs> creating your own beautiful wonderland. <laughs> suburbia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you had told me that pitch, I on Shark Tank, I probably, I, I don't know if I'd fund that. I don't know. Well, I haven't reviewed, you know, I'm not prepared to pitch it, but I do want to talk more about yeah. Lords of Waterdeep in a yeah, little yeah. bit. And through Brilliant. the lens of competition. Yeah. Um, okay. Played t- tons of Waterdeep. Bring it on. <laughs> Lords of Waterdeep so. was one that infected my friends group. It was like one person got it, and then we all played it, and we were like, we love it. And then the other friend got it, and then my roommate got a copy, and it was just like, we all have our copies of Waterdeep. Oh, that's too many copies. You can only it's play not, one at a time. It's unnecessary. It's huh. unnecessary. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't want to, ha- I want to be able to play whenever I want to play, you know? 
I get it. Yeah. I totally get that. It's a great game. All right, so yes. we're going to take a short break okay. so you can have a word from our sponsors, and then we're going to dive into the psychology of competition and then dive in a little bit to Lords of Waterdeep. Hey, welcome back. I'm talking to my friend James Katika, an avid gamer, about all the games that we love and he loves, as well as competition. <laughs> Is that what fighting sounds like? Yeah, that's yours was a, accurate. Mm. I don't know what mine. Mine was some like hey, beating on trash can don't, drums. Don't let anyone tell you how fighting should sound like. You fight how you want to fight. And yeah, that's a good psychological because then then people are like, what is she doing? Like, is she fighting some way? Is this Krav Maga? Like, you know what I mean? Is like, it? they don't know. Yeah. Yeah, they know? don't know what I yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just a natural karate kid. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I want to read to you a quote that I found Ooh. when I was looking up uh, if there's research been done on the psychology okay. of board games. So here's what I found. Uh, Board games usually are an every-man-for-himself scenario, and they separate us into teams. And this automatically turns on our competitive switch in the brain. We start producing adrenaline and cortisol, and we become ready to fight. Thanks to Dr. Alok Trivedi, a psychological performance coach and founder of the Aligned Performance Institute. I don't know who that is, but I found this quote from him, and I thought it was so interesting. Yeah. And and, um, because we really, we can't, psychologically separate what happens to us in real life and what happens to us in a board game. Mm -hmm. So a real Mm -hmm. win feels like a a win in your own life and a loss feels like a psychological loss. And and I thought that was so interesting that he said that adrenaline and cortisol are released. Those are your fight or flight hormones. Yeah. So how do you keep your cool in a game setting? Gosh, I I think that, honestly, like I do get like, I feel it like inside, but uh, ultimately I feel like when I'm playing a game, it does allow me to do things that I normally wouldn't do. Like I can be meaner than I might be, or I can be, you know what I mean? I can be like, I can be the better version of myself or like the worst version of myself. Yeah. It's one of those things where like, you know, you talk about fight or flight, but it's like, um, if I'm playing a board game with my parents, I can't like fight them. Right. I can't wrestle with them. You know, they'll kick my butt. Well, not now. But like... uh, They'll be very disappointed in you. (laughs) Stop wrestling and and finish your dinner. You know, like it's uh, it's one of those things where it it allows you to kind of... It sets that level playing field where it's like we're all coming in, you know, obviously our wits. But like, you know, the rules are set out, you know, to where victories within our grasp, right? Right, for the the person with the doctorate and the 10-year-old kid. Yeah. They both have an equal chance because of whatever amounts of luck are involved in that particular game. And I have to ask you, so the 10-year-old kid, so like, do you ever, like, when you're playing with, like, little nieces and nephews or anything? I try and cream them. Do you? No, it depends. It depends. (laughs) Um, uh, My experience, I've been recently trying to make my seven and a half year old niece oh she's almost eight yeah um into a gamer yeah and she's she's at the point where she can read a little bit very slowly but it can't be a car it can't be a game that involves a lot of reading of cards sure but she is extremely strategic so we were playing uh a game that i had brought on our family vacation called 
barbarian battlegrounds. Yes. And this is when I picked up yeah. a Gen Con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just walking around and I saw a demo of it. And it's adorable. It's in a small little box. And it is uh, a dice rolling game where you roll dice and then you allocate them on your little board. And you have a secret little player screen that's hiding where you allocated uh-huh. your dice. And then you all reveal. And it'll show whether you've, if you have high rolls, you can use those to attack people. Uh-huh. And you can do defensive stuff and you can earn resources that you can spend to build up your, your bear army. Sorry, bear army? Oh, bears. Be- bears. Yeah. Teddy bears. Yeah, yeah. Adorable teddy bears <laughs> in armor. The art is very yes, charming. Yes. And so okay. my seven-year-old niece, we were like, okay, well, we'll teach Amelie this game, even though, you know, it's. I think it's a little st- too strategic. We'll go easy on her. Yeah, yeah. And she was going hard every time. She was always initiating combat and usually winning. Yes. She was yeah. very um, smart on the strategy of it. Mm-hmm. And maybe that was a particular game that is one that's accessible because it doesn't involve too much reading. There are cards, but you can kind of, you don't have to play your cards. You can can just roll the dice and do fine. Um, And so that was really cool. And I did put my, uh, appropriately, kid gloves on at first. And then I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I am not going to let Amelie beat me. She is seven. And she did beat me pretty badly. But... um, yeah, but uh, but my sweet father, hey dad, um, I am a little nicer playing games with him because uh, he is extremely competitive as well. Oh, and so if I don't if I don't play nicely, it doesn't end well. <laughs> yeah, and that that's the other thing too is that like you're saying like you can't separate it. Well, I I was going to say like I love I love games because I can talk so much trash, and then after the game is over. It's all gone. But I also know that some people who like hold on to it and it's like, you know, and you and you know those friends that like a couple of days later and you'll be like doing something completely unrelated and they'd be like, yeah, like that game. And you're just, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just pointed to the game that like, I have brought to decorate the table today. <laughs> how to adventure. Yeah. I'm just so glad that we have that uh, for posterity. Uh, you know, that trouncing and then, you know. Well, we should talk about what we're talking about. So the other day, James and I, on Game the Game, played a game called Call to Adventure. It's Mm -hmm. from Brotherwise Games, designed by Chris and Johnny O'Neill. And Chris was nice enough to come and uh, show the game to us, be there in the studio. And this is a great card collection game. It's very role-player-y. You are creating your adventure as a hero, and you're moving through the three acts of the story it's based on like yeah. a storybook it's like adventure. a narrative mm-hmm. that you get to you know take part of yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but it's a little bit of that points salad type of game where each person's a little bit doing their individual thing and then you eat up that mm-hmm. point salad at the end mm-hmm. and you um, score yourself in different categories yes. and then see how many overall points everyone has mm-hmm. and I got trounced by you James so this is why <laughs> I immediately, this is why I wanted to do this episode, was because I think it is partially my competitive nature Mm -hmm. against myself, Mm -hmm. because it it wasn't about you per se. I'm happy to have you beat me in a game, because you were a good game player. But I scored way, way less than you, and I know it's because I did not optimize Mm -hmm. my gameplay in my individual opportunities. And uh, so I immediately challenged you to another game at Guildhall, our favorite bar with you know, uh, I would I would say it's an esports bar. Is that what they're calling yeah, yeah. themselves? Okay. Yeah. Because they have Twitch screens playing instead of yeah, sports a, screens, and they have a bunch of board games. It's yes. the best place. Uh, 
And ooh, 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 awkward. Hey, the dragon and people is going to have to work their way up. Um, yes. But I immediately challenged you. And then, and then I did very well. I scored uh, the same as you scored on our first playthrough. And, and then I was like, I really just made everybody do that so I could, like, win. And I didn't need to win that game. I just needed to play again because it was a game with a steep learning curve. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> and then mm-hmm. I was like reflecting all night on feeling bad about how I <laughs> I demanded an immediate rematch. <laughs> how did you feel about that experience? It was so it was so funny because <laughs> like we've we've played some games and, and we've done game the game a handful of times. You some know, might say. Yeah. If so. you include our um, 12 games of Betrayal Legacy we've played. Yes. Oh, I so include that. But like, you know, we've done a handful of games and uh, I don't I don't believe that I've ever like won per se anything. <laughs> so this one, it was just like, it was interesting. Uh, and, and I could tell that you ne- weren't necessarily like optimizing or like playing to the full Becca potential. Ouch. You know? Okay. Well, no, you flipped over your final card and, you're, and you hadn't even, you know what I mean? Like your destiny, your destiny, which is the third act, which your all of your heroic arc is going to or your villainous arc is going to. I spaced. Fl- yeah. Totally. Yeah. Whiffed it. Always keep an eye on your destiny, folks. Yeah. That's my, that's my thought. Life advice. So, uh... It's, it was just interesting because we, we finished and you immediately were like, hey, do you want to, let's go play a game. <laughs> and and you didn't say. Game. Whatever you want to play, Call to Adventure. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and Jake, you know, Jake was, uh, Jake was also like, hey, stick around for a little bit. And I was like, okay, yeah. Well, uh, you know, if like, anyone is starting with this episode, yeah. Jake was on the first episode of this podcast and he is the director of Game the Game on Geek and Sundry. Yes, yes. And, uh, and, and my longtime friend of mine. Uh, and so he was like, hey, let, let's hang out and play a game. And I was like, okay, cool. So, and, and I love it because I could tell we got to Guildhall and you, uh, and we were waiting for, for Katie. Uh, Jake's wife. Uh, and we were waiting for her. And, and they have gotten into Istanbul recently. So they were like, hey, you know, let, let's play. You know, Katie's going to bring Istanbul in. And you were like, hmm, but like, we could like just start setting up to Call to fair, Adventure. I, I didn't know Istanbul was in the picture. You know, I was just dead set on Call to Adventure. <laughs> I know. And we three are sitting there, like we're just like talking, getting our beers, and you're like starting to like set out the cards and stuff <laughs> like that, uh, and 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 that's when uh, and and I I just I just laugh because it's like for me again, the game itself is a joy, so like I'll I'll play whatever. Um, but like, I knew that it meant a lot to you to be like, okay, now I'm ready. You know what I mean? No. Personal best. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that, and that's one of those things is just like. It's one thing to lose something when you're unprepared, and that's why I don't mind like going on game the game and like losing. It's just like, oh well, I, you know what I mean. Like it's our first time playing, or it's like I don't really know what's happening. You and know what I mean? If you name your impromptu character Festivus Spriggins, you really can't lose anything. Yeah, yeah. I've already won. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> for myself, you know, I I feel good about that, and uh, and and so, and so yeah. So you're just there for the experience. And to that, I'm just on cruise control, and I can be as goofy or silly or you know as aggressive as I want to be. Um, but ultimately, the the points or whatever doesn't matter. But then I, uh, when I because I did have a little bit of experience before we played because we were testing it out the day before, so I kind of knew how like some of the basics work, and I was like, well, I know this. But I, you know, I was still and going. They've been it. a little, little bit salty about that fact. Of course, of <laughs> course. Well, I had assumed that you had had the same, like I, because you do the how to plays. One would think. 
Since often, you often I do have yeah. that advantage. Yeah, because you do the how to plays, and you're the one. You're the one who sits with the game the most. So I always assume that you're coming in with at least you know like a ninety percent. You know. Thank um, you for that assumption. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for your assumptions, James. They really mean a lot. Because they're yeah. positive assumptions. Of course, yeah. of course, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so so we we played through it again, and uh, it was definitely a lot more. I was like, oh, okay. So you know, this is how it feels to like have a little edge on it. That's is totally you played fun. very well as Festivus Spriggins. Yes. Oh man. Um, the other thing I want to talk about that is yeah. related to the psychological release of hormones, something physiological that happens when you stop with that face. Okay. Uh, when, you, when, when you play board games is you can release oxytocin, which is kind of like the love hormone, the social connectedness that you're oh, talking about as you were uh, an yeah. only child. And so you were looking for excuses to bring people together, yeah, especially yeah, in yeah, the yeah. rural area, yeah. that that is a physiological response that the body can have. Uh, I, I think that's more of a co-op game kind of feeling. Sure, sure, sure. But potentially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's also a part maybe of why we love games. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. I was, I was thinking back... Um, uh, back when I was in Seattle, just shortly before I, I uh, moved here, we were in a house. We had a in house. Los Angeles. Here in Los Angeles, a city of angels. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, <laughs> back in Seattle, um, the uh, Emerald City, uh, I mm-hmm. was realizing that uh, my friends and I, after work, we would all and it would always be like, "What bar are we going to? We're going to a bar. We're going to this bar. We're going to that bar," um, and. Bars are fantastic, but I was like, I'm drinking a lot. I'm putting on some tummy weight. Like I'm, you know, I'm spending a lot. How of- else do you see your friends, though? Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, I haven't played a, a game in a long time, and so it just became like even just like social, like partyish games, like Code Names was like our go-to. Yeah. But then from that, we would like pull in other things like kittens in a blender and things like that. And this and we- was when you were in college. No, no, this was right before I moved here. This I was, was gonna. Okay, that's yeah, right. You just yeah, said yeah. that, and I'm a bad listener. Yep. I'll, I'll, no, no, but but in college too, though. In college too, I was, was like, so- Code Names wasn't out. You're. <laughs> You're making things up. You're messing with the timeline, it's like James. Kamala You're messing Harris with the timeline. She listened to Snoop Jog. Yeah, <laughs> Snoop right. Snoop Jog, which is the uh, athletic yeah, that's uh, his, uh, rap his, music. That's his cousin. <laughs> yeah. I was running down the street, <laughs> sweating to the beat. Uh, so, anyways, but in but in college too, okay. there was this. In college too, I was I was very heavily involved in the theater group, um, and, and also I was also in, in a fraternity. So there was definitely oh like my. yeah, so there were definitely a lot of parties to go to, but I I get a little overwhelmed, like a little bit of anxiety with these like huge parties and just like all this craziness going on. Because you're such a bad dancer. Because I'm such a bad <laughs> dancer that people get hurt and they tell me to <laughs> stop and they tell me to sit down. No. Uh, it, it was just, it, it's just like a lot of, uh, it's a lot of stimulus for me. Yeah. And so I would like those, but like uh, they, they, the older, the uh, older folks in the theater group, they would always tease me because like I would take like the younger group and like my friends and we would go like, oh, we're, we're not, you guys have your kegger. We're, we're going to be over here playing, you know, uh, a board game um, or like um, a video game together. Like we played a lot of like Mario Party or something oh. like that. Hell yeah. But it was just like they were like they were like, oh, this is like changing of the guard because like after they all graduated, it was much more like mellow. There wasn't like so many like ragers per se. Um, 
And they were like, oh, well, you guys like ushered in this kind of like nerdy, kind of like functional, uh, you know, not like getting wasted till 3 a.m. kind of thing. I mean, there were still parties, of course. You can't not do that in college. But I think that it was just like one of those things where it was like, I I want these friends and I want to talk to them and, and, you know, conversate with them, obviously have a drink and things like that. And that's what was happening in Seattle. Is we got into like a regular like, hey, we're just going to hang out and play games, you know, for a couple of hours. Some people come by and, and that's how I met some new people, like brought in other people from the circle. It was just like a really great way to like introduce this like friend circle. Um, and I feel that same way. So. Um, it, in a party setting, it, it's so hard to know what to do unless you are the best dancer or you are just like <laughs> totally wasted and just having the time of your life. It, uh, like trying to start a conversation over loud music or break the ice yeah, with someone yeah. you don't know is so much easier when there's a functional thing that you can have between you that you guys handle and take care of. You know, you're adventuring together. You are battling monsters or whatever it is together it it does create a simulation of a scenario that can bond you together whereas at a party i don't think we need to feel bad that most of us are really forcing the social interaction in a party setting usually unless it's with (laughs) friends you already know really really well and then you're just talking and hanging out uh but but this the social buffer of having a board game is really helpful and for me i smoked a lot of pot in college really yeah so um if i wanted to hang out with someone i would say hey you should come over and smoke a bowl sometime yeah and that that bowl was the excuse to get together and hang out of course this was at a time where i wasn't Missouri, where weed was way less potent. I can't even smoke anything in California now because it's all medical grade and it's insane. This this stuff we were smoking, it was like so dry. You put an orange peel in the baggie to even like see any sort of moisture what? in it. I don't know. Oh any yeah, of, that's no, it was, that, that caused mold. Though it was a whole so, other situation. But but then we started smoking a lot of weed and playing Scrabble. Oh, oh yeah, Scrabble yes. was my game. I mean, that's a game. I, that I could I could see myself going pro with, you know. You could see that. I feel there like you should. There was oh, a time. Oh, okay. There was a time. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting that you uh, that you say that because like um, first off, you just like when is there going to be like a diet coke of weed? Like when is there like like this is because everything's trying to yeah, get stronger. Yeah, where's the diet and, but, weed? Yeah, I where, need the baby weed. Yeah, yeah. Where's going to be like the weed hey man, junior. this is like yeah yeah this is like a light this is a pale ale of yeah. of weed you know. Um, <laughs> That's what one well, but the other thing is I guess is, that's the the CBD oils, but those are just those yeah. don't work at all. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh no, I mean, they're it could not. Be placebo. They're not. It could, uh, yeah, you're, I can definitely tell you because I only started experimenting with weed really when it became legal in Seattle, which was like two years ago, three years ago. You're such a good kid. I was such a good kid. I don't, it was so weird. It's the only child thing. You didn't have siblings that competing against to break the rules, you know? (laughs) No breaking the rules. I was such like a Cub Scout. I I remember one time in high school, we were all sitting in in our buddy's barn and I had never had any, you know, interaction with it, but they were passing the joint around and it like got to me. And this was your first time? Uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Because I was just like, oh, cool. You know, we're all hanging out. We had all done something earlier. We were hanging out. And then we went to this guy's barn. They're all smoking. And it got to me. And my buddy Ben just like reaches over and he's like, oh, he doesn't do that. And like, does <gasps> it, like I didn't ben, even. <laughs> he was protecting you. What a sweet friend. I mean, like if there was no pressure. It wasn't like, hey, James, you're going to hit this. It was literally just like, a, you know, just like handing it off. And he was like, oh, he doesn't do that. And I was just like, I was like, first off, 
I was I've never been offered, but you know that's yeah. Fair. Let I, me say if I do. Wait, but you were you were offended by him jumping in? It no, I, like I just wanted to protect you. Oh, though. absolutely. And no, make, so you didn't have the peer pressure. Here. I didn't have the peer pressure, and but it was no. It was also just something that I you know I was raised staunchly like dare say no to drugs. Like we had those like scary like, if you smoke the reefer, you're gonna end up dead in a gutter. And I was just like, yes, yes, you will, guys, <laughs> don't. Don't do that, you I know? I was dying to smoke some weed. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. Show your parents who's boss. Dare made me more interested. <laughs> because yes. we did like an interpretive dance to the Because I Got High song as part of like a Dare program. I was like, this is hilarious. What a funny what? song. I want to smoke weed. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a fault in the D.A.R.E. program. But yeah. Yeah, ours was much more doom and gloom and oh like, my. yeah, Old Testament style. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, so uh, I completely... Oh, got... can I also um, <laughs> smoked weed for the first time uh, leaning up against the side of a barn in rural Germany. Something about barns. <laughs> barns are just like... Barns feel right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we're in a safe space. Animals live here. Let's get high, you know. Um, <clears throat> to bring oh, it back to board games. To oh, bring yeah, it back to board games. Uh, real quick, CBD. Uh, when I was first starting it, totally body high. I felt like I could still play but Overwatch. But there must have been a not... small amount of THC to activate the CBD. Oh, I've learned things because okay. I did research for my father-in-law before I bought him CBD pills because got he you, has got you. joint pain. Ah, yeah. she got you. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, to bring it back to board games, when you were saying Scrabble, uh, <gasps> this is an interesting about competition, right? Mm-hmm. So with Scrabble, when I was a young kid playing with my playing against, like I would rope my parents in. Uh, maybe we would be out camping somewhere, and we would like set it up um, on a picnic table or something like that. Um, I read a lot as a kid, um, and I would try and do as many big words as possible, you know, try and get the seven letters and try and do of all that. Of course, you get a 50-point bonus if you do a seven-letter word. Exactly. I would do large, you know, five, six-letter words, and I got so frustrated because my father would beat me with, like, little two-letter words, oh, three-letter words. Oh, yeah, that's words. how the game is played. Exactly. It's, it's all about knowing your two-letter words. There's a list in the back of your rules pamphlet. Yeah. Y- yes, and, and to that to that point is, like, I always thought of Scrabble as like we're trying to in, encourage large vocabularies and and do that. Whereas if you just gamify it down to the no, it's try to get most points. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that's missing Q-I, an opportunity. Key, which is something about spirituality. Chi. It's like yeah, or like oh, chi. Yeah, chi, chi. Yeah, it's another yeah. Oh, it's yeah. chi. Yeah, I yeah. just was like, no, that's the QI two letter word in Scrabble. <laughs> <laughs> I just do this, it give me points. <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. Scrabble bot, super stone scrabble bot. Yeah. <laughs> but that is like what it's Rain about. Man with a with a pot with a bowl of yeah. ice. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder um whoever created yeah. it, I should do this research, whether that was their intention or whether it just the game became it took on a life of its own and became this thing that it was about getting those triple letter word scores because mm-hmm. that's what the game is really about. I, I mean, ultimately, the score is the score and somebody wins and somebody loses, right? So it doesn't matter how good your vocabulary is if you got beat by, I just remember seeing some of those two letter words and I was like, you, and my thing is, if you play a word that you never use or have even seen, you just like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't even, you know what I mean? Uh, like, there was something that was like um, a retainer. Di- it was like some like, uh, it was like A and like E or something like that. And it was like something, and, or it was like all these like short two-letter words. Because I looked up this list and, and, and I was like, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, that's gross. That's gross. All right. Well, it's there's a... an official Scrabble dictionary, and if you choose to take your turn to challenge, then that's your prerogative. But yeah. if you penalize you yeah. 
or it could penalize me. Somebody's losing a turn. Yeah. All right. So. Well, you know, I promised we'd talk about Lords of Waterdeep. So yeah. do you want to get into it? And we can talk about uh, the competitiveness it brings out in us. But I also just want to talk about what a great game it is. Sure. Even sure, though sure. I have never played with humans, I've only played with AI a oh. lot because they have a great app. Um, but we should describe it for people who have never played. Sure. So, released in 2012 by Wizards of the Coast, Waterdeep is a location setting in Dungeons & Dragons, which you know more about as being an avid D&D player. It's in the Forgotten Realms, I hear some mm-hmm. say. Um, so basically, you, us as players, we're powerful lords vying for control of this great city. Mm-hmm. We are masked secret rulers of the city, so we have a secret alliance, sort of. Shh. <laughs> And this is worker placement, which is the kind of game where you have a certain number of meeples, and each round you place your meeples somewhere, and they gain you some sort of benefit. And then at the end of the round, everyone collects their meeples, and you do it again. Uh, It's also set collection because you're collecting colorful cubes to match the quest cards. And once you have the the right designation of colorful cubes, you need three purple and two orange and one black, then you could do – that's probably a a wizard type of quest, I would think. You know, that combination of colors. Um, I am real addicted to the app. Okay. uh, (laughs) So you start with three workers. You can gain more, and you place them in locations. Um, Yeah. And then uh, you can also construct buildings. Then that's the more interactive element because Mm -hmm. if other people use your building, you get a benefit, which is cool. You can play intrigue cards. That's the other way to kind of say F you to the fellow players. Um, But mostly you're you're doing your own thing. Yes. Um, And then at the end of eight rounds, whoever has the most points – including the points that are in tandem with their secret identity, is the winner. Mm-hmm. Why do you That's, love this game? Um, I think that I love this game just because it it, it it does such a good job of balancing the different activities that you can do. Like, there are multiple ways to win. And I just like that I, I have my lord and I have my goals that I'm going for, and then there are different quests that I can go for, and there are so many ways about it. Um, I, I just find that even... Even at the end of it, like even if I haven't gotten all my Lord points, like I couldn't be happier. It's just like I, because again, I played to my best. You know what Aww. I mean? Like I did my best, yeah. uh, and I got so many of these or something like that, or I got so many buildings or something like that, or just something just like it's interesting to interact with, or and, and like the quest cards are like you know, destroy the Thieves Guild, or it's oh. like, you know, assist the Grey Hands. Wait, or... how do you destroy the Thieves Guild? Does that affect, oh, as a location on the board, you destroy it? No, no, no. It's one of the quest cards that you, uh, the the quest cards that you're doing, and then you do your worker placement to get the right cubes mm-hmm. to accomplish that, and then you've you've done that. So there's like, oh, there's oh, little... Oh, as a quest, got it. Yeah, yeah. So the quests will say things like that, or, um, you know... Uh, fight the mad wizard. So the role playing that you you could do is a big part of it for you. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess I just I love story in, in games too. It's just it's just kind of a fun thing to like think of these. Like even back you know like playing Clue, it's just like we're all friends and someone's been murdered. <laughs> you know like but you know you can you can break it down into to binary things. But it's just like with this Waterdeep, it's like we are all lords. 
We are all, you know, vying. And, and me and, and my group of friends, we play like kind of like the same characters. Right. So we have and like. Can a, I just say about Clue that yeah. um, Colonel Mustard definitely, like he was in more. He definitely killed people. So. Yeah. My money's always on him. But what, what happens okay. when you and your friends play sports? See, that's, that's, that's um, judging a book by its cover. Mm. You know, he left that life behind. He's, you know. Well. Or not. He's or capable not. of it is all I'm saying. Our lines are open, Colonel Mustard, if you want to give us a call and defend yourself and let us know. <clears throat> yes, oh, okay. James, this is Colonel Mustard calling in. <laughs> I didn't even have to answer, Colonel. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was me, James, your assistant, oh, Denise. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I I'm switched so the line on. I'm sorry. That's okay. I'll, I'll ask next time. It's okay. We have it's Colonel okay. Mustard on the line. Thank you, Stacy. My name's Denise. Goodbye. Thank you, Denise. James, yes. I don't need you to defend me. I can handle my own. I was in the war. Are you are you killing someone right now, Yeah, I don't know. Does drowning count as killing? Oh, I forgot. Um, oh, she's here. My dog. Anyway, that was a deep tangent. Um, yes. So, but yes, the, you get these lords, and even the lords that you get that you're supposed to be portraying, like they have a beautiful picture, and you can kind of like dig into that, and you're like doing these different quests that are, um, you know, they could be piety, or they can be commerce, or they can be arcana, and it's just like, oh, am I more magical and pious, or am I, you know what I mean? Like you can take on these traits. And when your secret identity will have one of those specific traits, or two of them, that you get a bonus for finishing quests yeah. in that. That realm in the commerce or the piety or the arcana. Yeah, it's like money on your money. Money you know on your I mean? money. Yeah. Well, do you always strategy-wise? Do you always take whatever's on your secret agenda card and go for all of those, or wh- what are your main strategies you I, like to stick to? I, I, I mean, you have to be fluid about it. Like it, it's like it, I can go for what's on my lord card for sure, but if the quests aren't coming up then obviously I can't do that, you know what I mean? So I have to go for the quests that are available. You know, what's going to get me the most points? What's going to set me up for success later on? Because there are certain quests that are um, plot quests. So plot quests uh, stay active for the rest of the game. So it'll be something like every time you draw a a white priest cube, um, draw a second one. Yeah, you got to get those early on, though, to get those benefits. Exactly. So, So like kind of strategizing like that. I will definitely try for what's on my lord, but if the if the person who goes right before me has the same goals and like they're taking all of the arcana quests or something like that, mm-hmm. then I, I've got to pivot and do something else to either you know try and screw them over or you know I will take the um, uh, uh, I will take the first turn next round something like that. So I I just like the joy of it was it was one of the first times where I was like we can all be kind of playing our own game right. together and then at the and yeah, it all comes together. And, 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 and so it blew my mind when I played it. And I, I was just like, this is fantastic. And I wanted to play it. And that's why it infected our friend group. We all bought it. We all play. We all come back to it. It's just, uh, it's just enjoyable because I, I still feel accomplished even when I get shredded. And I've lost so many games. I've lost so many games of <laughs> Lauderdale. You've played so many games. Yeah. Percentage-wise. Now, that's what I, uh, have, I, I took jokingly said the derogative turn term um a solitaire uh, a, a multiplayer solitaire yeah style of yeah game, yeah yeah um which is actually a type of game i really enjoy despite solitaire's great uh, <laughs> um but you're but you're okay with that kind of game you you don't need that take that sort of mechanic to be super present for you to enjoy a game i uh yeah i i think that oh gosh it it, it is one of those things where 
If I have to like, if I have to like screw somebody over. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. Sorry, I have to do God, this. I sorry. Screw you over. Huh? Yeah, Jake is fantastic about uh, making it seem like he's doing you a favor. Like, like, oh, oh no, I gotta do this, and then now you can do this other and thing. You can do it to me. Yeah, you can yeah, do that yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah we're both happy. So good at that. We but gotta like... get him next time. <laughs> next time we play Twilight Imperium, we're gonna crush him. Oh um, my god! And Twilight Imperium is, is one of those things too, where it's like I'm invested in my, in, I'm invested in in my uh, society and what I'm trying to build, and maybe I attack these people just because I don't like them or something like that, or ooh. you know. Um, but like, you know, the points are gonna come. The points are gonna go, but it's just like the, for this story, for this group of friends, like what you know, what brings you joy. Um, but yeah, find the Marie Kondo of it. <laughs> find the Marie Kondo. Be the Marie Kondo of gaming. God, Marie Kondos are so expensive nowadays. Am I right? Just like can't no. even find one for rent around. No. What? <laughs> Giving away your stuff is free. <laughs> I know. I know. Getting I was making rid of a condo. You own I was making free. a real estate joke. Yeah. That's true. I gave away a lot. I, that's one Did thing. When know? I moved down, I gave away all my board games when I moved down <gasps> here. Okay. That's had a, to do it. That's a, that's a difficult thing. Why? Yeah. Um, I just, I had only so much room in my car and I was like, I, you know, I need these things. Uh, the games, I, I knew there were people who would enjoy them and it would bring them joy. And I was like, I will probably, you know, reaccumulate games. At, but you kept a done. few, right? I think I kept like a deck of uh, Hanabi. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. oh, and that's oh, that's a, that brings me. Sorry, there was a, one other game that was throughout my childhood and throughout my life. Cribbage. Cribbage. Oh, you're a cribbage player, right? <laughs> Your face. I know sorry. nothing about cribbage. It's completely numbers. It's just so we. Um, my parents would play it when we were camping. Play it. And then uh, our math teacher in like third or fourth grade was like, hey, we're going to learn math through playing this game, which I was like, awesome. So it was all, it's all about, you know, trying to organize the best hand of cards to get like the thing is like 15, 15 gets you two points. So you're like, when you're adding up your cards, you might do, uh, you know, a six and a nine is 15, but you might have another nine. So you're like nine and six is another 15. So 15, two, 15, four, and then your pair of nines, that's worth another two. So you add this all up quickly. So it's like, you know, quick mental math and also trying to like, Organize your hand okay, and stuff like okay, that. Okay, that got you hooked. Now yeah. we're we're pretty much out of time, so yeah. I just want to bring it back to ways to deal with competition. Perhaps yes. maybe a little bit of advice sure. for either if you if you are a person that gets too competitive and too heated in a game with just friends, or yeah. if you have that person in your game group that you need to deal with in some way because they're taking it too far. So what would you be your advice for those situations, James? Gosh, there, there are so many different ways. Like I've, I've dealt with over-competitive people a, a couple of different ways, and that is like variety of games, like maybe not getting the games that focus so much on, um, you know, like a zero-sum game you know, some things that are more co-op, things like that. So me as a game provider, I would look at something that like, let's like ease the tension to play something a little bit more free flowing. Or maybe a little Seven Wonders. You yeah. Know, something where there's a war element, but it's minor. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't encourage the conflict, uh, things like that. Um, other than that, also, I think there's a lot to be just like recognizing within yourself um, that, that it's okay. And like, but what I, do you say if that person doesn't seem to be recognizing it on their own? I mean, then I... Here, I, do it as if I am that person. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, 
I think that you're a great game player. I think that you have a, a passion for this game. Um, I just want you to recognize that all of us are here to have fun and game together, and we're all pursuing joy here. So uh, maybe be aware of the joy of others and let them have the same fun that you are having. Uh, and, when you say it like that, I can't be mad. And, and realize that after this game, we're going to put it back in the box and put it away. That's a beautiful note to close on. Let's always remember that games are there to spark joy. Yes. All right. Well, James, tell them where they can find you, even though you don't like to social media. <laughs> you can uh, find me on Instagram. Uh, you don't just Instagram. Just James24. <laughs> you can find me there. You can find me, just James24, on Instagram. You can just find with no T. No T. Just. That's why I say it like that. <laughs> I have good enunciation when it is needed, but this is just James24 on Instagram. You can find me there. You won't see much, but you can find me there. Um, I'll do more. I'll okay. do more. Okay, well, you keep saying that. I do, I do, I do. Because I will. The, starting from zero, more is everywhere but up. Sure, sure. Okay. So, and then uh, also you can uh, find me at the Dragon and Meeple, which is right by, uh, right across the street from Exposition Park by USC there, um, curating games for all the fine folks. And do you guys have an official date set for your grand opening? Oh, gosh. We actually are... Coming month or so? So yeah, April, yeah. April-ish it of is 2019? Right, it is right now TBD because we are waiting on one final license thing. Um, but yeah, that is something that we will definitely, we'll, we'll let you know. When there will be booze. Okay, yes. well, great. we'll announce it when you know. Um, cool, well thanks so much to everybody at home. Please rate, review, like, share, subscribe, tell your friends if they like games that they should be listening to this podcast so they can just hang out with us, talk games. Yeah. All right, thanks so much. We'll see you guys next time on Victory Points.